All right, hear me out, folks. I got a question for you. If you're walking down the street, you see $100, are you picking it up? Yeah, no shit. Of course you're picking it up. You take the money just like I would. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to mybookie.ag. Guys, it's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of person that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's double. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Hope you cleaned your shit up because we have a guest stopping by this week. His name is Matt Pine. He writes for Utah Street Report, MLB Down the Line. You can catch him on Twitter, at Pine. He sends out some funny tweets every day. He's just a baseball fan, sports fan, just like us. So he comes on to shoot the shit, talk some sports, talk some Orioles. Of course, at the end of the call, I always ask him uh, some random questions. To learn about the guy that we have, or the girl that we have on the phone. I'm not trying to leave anyone out here. I don't want to get any nasty tweets. But in this instance, he is a guy, and his name is Matt. So he calls in. We have some fun there. Uh, of course, you can reach me anytime, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I apologize for not uploading an episode last week, but the one before I did warn you uh, that there wasn't going to be a new episode I'm probably going to save these stories for next week. It's just a few of them. It was quite a shit show. It was my anniversary. I was taking my wife out uh, for a long weekend. (laughs) Let's just say I had to get all of my money back. So I'll save some of that shit for for next week. But uh, it's good to be back. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Full Count Chaos. Um, Also, something I want to get to, I didn't realize, and again, I do the show by myself, Sometimes I don't catch things I say. I only hear about it if someone brings it to my attention and then I go back and listen to it. I'm like, oh, shit, didn't realize I said that. Well, uh, the last episode I said I really enjoy watching Tanner Scott. I meant to say Hunter Harvey because, <laughs> no, I don't really enjoy watching Tanner Scott pitch. I mean, he's got decent stuff, but he can be quite a shit show when he's out on the mound. I was talking about Hunter Harvey talking about how I love watching him pitch and throwing 100 on the corner. And, you know, and I I just was complimenting him about how great of a pitcher he is, not realizing I said the name Tanner Scott. So I had people reaching out to me going, what the hell? Why are you a big fan of Tanner Scott? And he's turned it around a little bit. He's slowly getting better. He's not walking five batters in a row before he gets the hook. But anyway, so if you know what I'm talking about, I meant to say Hunter Harvey. There you have it. All right, before I bring Matt on, I just want to remind you guys, I remind you every week, remember, if this is happening to you, you don't have to go to the doctors. You don't have to have that awkward conversation. If you just want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, all you have to do is go to bluechew.com. I'm going to hook you up because remember, all you have to do is use promo code armchair. 
when you head over to BlueChew.com. You can take them anytime. You can take them day or night on a full stomach, empty stomach, doesn't matter. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever, wherever, when the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Right now, I've got a special deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. Again, that's free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. All you have to do is just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. Cheaper, faster choice, and I thank them for sponsoring my podcast. All right, there you have it, folks. Just a little reminder of things that can help you in life. So here we go. We're going to bring Matt Pine from Utah Street Report. He's going to come on, shoot the shit, talk sports, talk Orioles. Here we go. All right, I've got Matt Pine on the line right now. Matt, appreciate you calling in, and I just want to know right off the bat, how did you handle watching the first year of the Orioles' rebuild? I mean, as long as, long as you're not watching the game, it's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, basically, basically, my job is just to follow Orioles' Twitter and just get a kick out of that. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. So, I mean, going into this rebuild... I mean, you weren't one of the guys where after the first four games, you thought they'd win 100. I, you pretty much had an idea they were going to suck ass the entire season, right? Not 100, but I was pretty certain about 90. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had the mojo going. Um, I saw, like, a, a question posed on Twitter after that series. Like, you know, do, should we enjoy the ride or should we just, you know, hope for them to kind of continue to tank? And <laughs> at the right. time, at the time, I was all about the, the winning, you know continue yeah, the course. winning right. it could be another could be another why not season instead no. of taking a deep breath stepping back and going all right maybe the Orioles just had a, a good first couple weeks no right away we're like all right I gotta right. save money for the playoffs tell my wife we can't go on vacation I got playoff tickets it's just how yep, we are exactly. you know exactly we're not logical people <laughs> no, exactly any players this year you were surprised to see do well or uh were you surprised that they, they, they were awful anybody like that where you're just like wow i I didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, the guy that comes to mind immediately is John Means. Yeah, um, he was fun to watch. He, he's never really excelled in, in college. He never really excelled in the minor leagues. So for him to actually look his best in the major leagues was very surprising. Yeah, well, and, and, uh, yeah. if it didn't work out for him, I mean, I'm sure you saw his girlfriend. So he's doing okay there. Yeah, yeah, Caroline. Yep, he's both taken care of. That's all. That's all. She's doing all right. So, so John Means will be the guy that stands out the most. Where you're a little surprised of you know seeing the talent of getting his pitch up to 93 miles per hour because I know he normally was around 89, 90. So he worked Mm -hmm. on that, and obviously that helped with his changeup. So yeah, it it was definitely great to to see that, and I was definitely happy for him with the All Star game. I know a lot of people thought it should be Trey Mancini. I don't know uh-huh. how you felt about that. Were you kind of up in arms like, hey, wait a minute, or were you just like, ah, uh, fuck it? I, I was not up in arms um, because I think he, he actually deserved it to yeah. be there along with Trey. Right, um, sure. You could have made the argument either way for both, but obviously Trey's, uh, I guess, considered an outfielder at the time he was, and that, that competition's a little bit stiffer. So Yeah, he was all over the place. It's, I think that had a lot to do with it. It's kind of like the league was like, yeah. all right, well, <laughs> where, where you at? <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't all that upset, but uh, you know, he he kind of seemed bummed out about it. But any players it, were? It yeah, any players at the end of well, I say the end of the season. What do we got? Like a week left or something? That um, Not even. that yeah, right. That you were uh, like you know a little disappointed in. Um, Michael Givens. No. Oh. He probably should have been. If you're just looking at the beginning of the season, he probably should have been the number one trade piece. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think a lot of people thought that as well in the beginning of the season. But he just straight up shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he's he's got good stuff. He's got the arm slide that confuses hitters. But when he when he doesn't know where it's going, and then you know it's not going to be a good night. So. Yeah, that was rough watching him night after night. It reminded me of watching Jim Johnson coming out trying uh, to close games. <laughs> oh, that was rough. I remember that season. That was, what, 2013, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was rough. <laughs> that was yeah. bad. Well, Hanser Alberto is a name that comes to mind, and I talked about him uh, a couple weeks ago. And, and I it was funny, in the beginning of the season, we're not beginning, maybe like halfway, I was like, I just don't see this guy going to continue to do this. But it was funny, on one of the episodes I brought up, a bunch of players who played in the uh, league who were late bloomers, like really late bloomers, and who, yeah. you know, towards the end had a great career. And I said, you know, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't jump the gun and say this guy's going to, you know, continue to suck ass and he's lucky here. <laughs> so I want to ask you, if you had to bet money, do you think he's going to continue the success or is this just kind of like, a, you know, I, I don't know, you know, hey, you had a good year, remember back in 2019? Yeah, you know what I mean? See, I think my biggest issue is I'm I'm really like steep into like looking into the analytics. I think at certain moments and with certain players that holds holds the person back who thinks that way. Um, but but he, Hunter Bertha, he's just a guy that puts the ball in play, and when you put the ball in play, good things tend to happen. Right. Easy. Um, That's it. Don't overthink it. Put it in play. <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah. I, I think I tweeted out earlier in the season. He's like he's one percentile in exit velocity he's like one percentile in hard hit rate like he doesn't hit the ball hard at all but he just gets all these blue pits yeah and you want to say something like that's not going to continue but it did the entire season so it's hard to hard to negate it right yeah no i agree is he your mvp of the orioles this year or who would you choose that's tough um when I, i was actually on another podcast about a month ago and i said he was my mvp um but I, I gotta say, with the way he's come on strong late, Trey Mancini's he's got you know his batting average almost up to 300 again, 900 OPS. He's absolutely phenomenal in the community and the clubhouse. I mean, he's just to me, he's the most valuable to the team. Yeah, all right, I agree with that. I mean, I'm I'm sure more than half Oriole fans would probably agree with you. Um, yeah. Well, before you know, we move on. I just want to ask you, uh, which player d- did you watch after the season? We're like, he- he's got to pick up his shit and go. Uh, I- I'm done. I don't want to see him. You know, other than Michael <laughs> Givens, you know, let's right. say an offensive player, not pitching, because pitching it's almost just like all of them can pick up their shit yeah. and go. I think I think the easiest answer is Chris Davis. Honestly, I mean, that's just that's obviously yeah. the most blatant um, Oriole that you would say that about. Uh, he's just. I mean, for the contract, and he's been getting <laughs> fights in the dugout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I w- ugly. I, I, yeah. I would say another another player potentially I could put in that list is DJ Stewart. Yeah, I am not a fan of DJ Stewart though. Before he came up when he was in the minors, you heard a lot about him, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, with the with the ball hitting him in the head and left field, I mean, yeah. you know, holy hell. If that- if that's not a metaphor for the entire Royal season, I don't oh, know what it is. Uh, not a good look. No. <laughs> it was fun, though, watching Twitter that week. Even, you know, fans who are not Oriole fans all over 
Twitter. Well, it was fantastic. It was a good laugh. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um. So I was going to bring this up later. I might as well get this out of the way. Uh, there's always a, a few questions I always ask, you know, when, when uh, somebody mm-hmm. comes on as a guest. And Chris Davis is one of them. Uh, first question. Do you think we're going to see him in 2020, the full season? Uh, no, not the full season. Um, I think they asked Elias the other day. You know, do you you know foresee him coming back in 2020? He said yes. We don't know. We obviously, we don't know if that's going to be a full season. We don't know if he's going to be a regular in the lineup. It's, he just those those kind of questions get, always crack me up. By the way, it's like, what does he get? Think yeah. what do you think he's going to say? But each time they ask him about Chris Davis, you can kind of see him. You know, he kind of now he takes like a deep breath before he answers the question. He's like, oh, I gotta deal with this shit again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But you it's, don't. Uh, you, so you think he obviously he's invited spring training. You'll see him maybe April, uh-huh. April or May, and then you think, all right, you're done. You're batting eighty six. Goodbye. And this is just like a cliche thing to say, but I think it's just such a dark cloud hanging over the franchise that once he's gone, like I think that that tension will be lifted from the franchise. You know. Obviously, they're still going to own the money and all that, but yeah. it's just you know, it, it's going to help them going forward. And and you know, hope hopefully Trey Mancini can you know start at first base. They'll open up some outfield spots, and it'll be good for the team overall. But yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, it's a distraction not only on how bad he is. Just you know, it's a continued yeah. conversation every freaking time he plays. And you know, I'm sure yeah. Mike Elias and Brandon Hyde are tired of talking about him too. And here's the second question I asked: you, first time you and I have actually talked. You and I actually sat next to each other at Jimmy's Seafood. Uh, we did. Yes, yeah, we did. that was you and I. Uh, but we didn't really get in too much conversation. So since this is the first time, first time we've talked after the whole Chris Davis and Brandon Hyde thing, when you saw that, did you say, all right, it's time for you to go? Uh, uh, <laughs> no excuse. You know, 0% yeah. tolerance. Were you on that page? Same as me. Gut reaction. Gut reaction. I was on the let's release him right now train. Okay. Um, so that was your knee, that I was kinda, your knee jerk reaction. You're saying. That was my knee jerk. I've kind of softened on the stance since, um, but that kind of stuff can't happen to the public. I right. mean, keep that in house. Keep that. You know, if you want to go in, in the clubhouse, do it there. But well, I say well, even if it went in the clubhouse and nobody saw it, you tried to attack your manager. Maybe I'm just old school. I had a guest on a couple weeks. No, I'm not weeks. saying attack him. I'm just saying keep the tension in-house. Well, but, but I had a guest on a couple weeks ago. I asked him about this, and it was only like, a, oh, you know, it just happened. And his response was, well, we don't know what Brandon Hyde said. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, unless he starts talking shit about his kid or his wife. I mean, yeah. What, yeah. what are you going to say? Well, let's see what Brandon Hyde said. And I hope maybe one day we, we find out. You know what he, what he yeah, said. I haven't seen anything either, and I guess my goal for this season, circling back with Chris Davis, was to keep uh, Brandon Hyde from not losing his sanity. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Chris Davis is helping that cause very much. But <laughs> no. what what do you think of Brandon Hyde? How do you feel he handled this team this year? I'm a big I'm a big Brandon Hyde fan. Me too. Um, he just seems like an ultra competitive guy, mm-hmm. and not to say that Buck wasn't an ultra competitive guy because he was right, but this guy lives in. I mean, he's used to the Chicago Cubs. He, he built up that farm system. Um, he's built. He's used to winning. He's he's used to high attendance numbers. Um, so yeah. I think that's going to be really really helpful for the young guys to instill that that winning attitude into. You know, it, it's fun to sit here and talk about the rebuild and what might happen in the next two to five years, and 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 this and that, and everyone's getting mm-hmm. excited. Obviously, I mean, you're not excited watching the Orioles, but you get excited talking about it. <laughs> 
do you feel sometimes like this project Elias is working on, it may just be a fun thing to talk about and seems a little unlikely that, you know, oh, it's going to work out in five years and we're going to have a championship? Or are you on board? Are you saying, you know what? He's got a good track record. Yeah. Uh, are, 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 basically, are you on board 100% saying, you know what? I'm a believer. Absolutely, this I'm is going to go down. I'm on board 100%. Um, I, th- I think, number one, because I think he's a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. He spent time in two different winning organizations. Right. right. And number two, I don't have an, another option. Like, <laughs> this is all we got. Well, yeah, of course. You know? I mean, I'm, you know, we're diehard Oriole fans. Well, no matter what, no matter how they play, we'll back them up. I mean, shit, from yeah. 2000 or uh, from 98 to 2011, you know, yeah. to, to sit through that and still be a fan. Well, what I mean is, you know, in the back of your mind, obviously you're hearing all this great talk and what they're planning on doing. And I've started talking to some fans uh, who've been fans for 30, 40, 50 years who are <laughs> yeah. every now and then, you know, you'll come across a couple be like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. everything's got to work out because I talk to some people and they say they don't think it's worth it. All of this is if, if they don't have a championship in the next mm-hmm. three to five years or six years, it's not going to be worth it. Okay, so what? They make the playoffs. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's not all worth it. I think that is the expectation, though. Um, and I think, you know, my favorite my favorite quote from the movie Moneyball and the book Moneyball is, you know, if we think like the Yankees in here, we will lose to the Yankees out there. I think that's the perfect way to describe the new front office yeah. is, is their forward thinking, their progressive thinkers. I mean, Michael I, Sigma Dell, two of the smartest guys in the sport. Yeah. Um, so I think we're in good hands, and I think we've already uh, started to see some of the results with the strikeout numbers with the minor league pitchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and I, I, it cracks me up too when I see people – all over Twitter who uh, question Elias' decisions like getting rid of 25 employees. And I'm sure you saw it go down where B.J. Oh. Serhoff was complaining about yeah. being fired and, and everything. Yep. And, and I'm just like, how is anyone questioning uh, you know, what he's doing? And, and seeing B.J. Serhoff get upset, okay, I get it. They, they didn't sit him down and question him and evaluate, whatever. You know, he, he's in here to clean house and to make this a better team. Leave your feelings yep. at the door, but... Putting putting myself in his shoes, I mean, it's it's got to be a little bit of an ego hit that you're taking. Right. Just, you know, you've been in the game so long. How long was he working for like, the Orioles? I can't remember. I don't I don't exactly know, and, and it's yeah. really not known to Oriole fans that he was working with the Orioles. Like, it's not. <laughs> right. He wasn't like a major part. He's not like a Brady Anderson where you know he's like yeah. he was the guy in charge and he's still in the organization or whatever. But. Yeah. I think he was kind of upset that, um, you know, with his catching background, he didn't get a chance to work with Adley. But, you know, it is what it is. And, I, you know, Mike obviously thinks he knows what he's doing. I think he knows what he's doing. And they need to bring in their own people pretty much. Yeah. So have you bought an Adley Rushman uh, uh, human size yeah. statue to put in your, in your room yet? <laughs> <laughs> not a statue. Not a statue. I do have an Aberdeen Iron, Ironbirds uh, jersey of his. There you go. Well, in just a second here, I want to get to your article that you wrote uh, a few weeks ago about Ryan Ma- Mountcastle, but I, I did want to uh, mention, you may know this, uh, the Baltimore Orioles home game attendance uh, hits a new low. Mm-hmm. So, But I received an email a few months ago from a listener, and I was curious because I know this gets brought up a lot, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. He said... Um, yeah, he was sitting 10 rows back from third base. He says nobody was at the game. He said maybe 200. It was a rain delay, mm-hmm. and he thought it'd be fun to take his kid to the front row. So they only moved about 10 rows forward. Usher came and said, right. nope, back to your seats. Does that bother you? 
knowing that the Orioles are having problems getting fans in the seats and hearing stuff like that. I get it if you're last row, left field, and you want to come down behind home plate. You might get talked to, but something like that, that's got to bother you a little bit here, right? That really does bother me. I think um, I think the Orioles do a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, some of the promotions, some of their giveaways, um, the kids share free. That's an awesome initiative. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But, but stuff like this, it's just, I mean, come on. Do you want these fans to come back or not? Yeah, it's incredible. You know, right. If you tell a fan they can't sit there or, you know, there's – 10 rows of empty seats. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, he said in the email, I was like, nobody was around. You know how they did that uh, for September, month of September? They did the any game, 30 bucks, as many games as you want to go yeah, to. Yeah, I do remember that, yep. Well, they had reserved those seats, I believe, in the left field bleachers, and somebody was trying to get into, like you said, somebody was trying to move down and get into those seats, and it was just empty rows of, like, an entire empty section in left field, and they wouldn't let them sit there. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I keep hearing shit like that. Get out of yeah. these seats, you know? Yeah, so. old man knows it's loud. Right, yeah, so you, you'd think they would lighten up. Yeah, so that, that bothers me. I, I figured you'd be on the same page. All right, moving on here. I want to uh, talk about Ryan Mountcastle. You wrote an article. People were so excited to see him. Uh, you know, 2019 International League Most Valuable Player, I think you posted. Uh, since 97 mm-hmm. was the last time Norfolk had a player w- uh, win that award. Uh, what was yep. the other one I had here? Led the International League in hits and total bases. So we're going, let's bring him up. But your article <laughs> stated there were some reasons you weren't surprised you didn't come up. And why don't you go ahead and explain, like, what were some of those reasons? Yeah, so I think uh... – you know, people look at those offensive numbers and like, oh man, he can't get any better than this. Like, why is he not up September one? Yeah. Well, you got to look at some of the outside factors with his offense. Yeah. So, I think the biggest reason is everybody's numbers in AAA this year were sky sky high because yeah. of the new baseball. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to differentiate his season versus somebody else's season because they're basically the same numbers. Right. Right. Uh, I think the I think I put in the article, but the average slugging percentage was like four fifty something for yeah. triple A hitters. I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's yeah. the average. That's the thing. Defensive side, he's always had a weak throwing arm. That's always been the scouting uh, rap on him. Or rap on him. Um, you know, he started out shortstop, moved to third base, didn't find a home there. So they've tried him at first base, left field. Basically, he doesn't have a defensive position. And that's another reason why you know you could you could argue for him staying in the minor leagues to develop yeah. that fielding ability. Yeah, yeah, he had a problem with strikeouts a little bit, didn't he? Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody yeah, he, else. Yeah, he, no, he struck out a lot. Um, yeah. It's in the article. I don't remember the exact number, but his strikeouts were high, and his on base percentage wasn't where you want it to be for a hitter like his of his ilk. So it sounds like if he comes up, he probably maybe DH. Uh, I mean, we say first base, but you got Mancini. Uh, obviously, Davis. I don't think will be here much longer. I mean, I where do you, when he comes be, up, where do you put him? I think he might be in left field. Actually, left um, field. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know the 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 throwing arm is going to be questionable, but I think uh, they're going to plug him in left field, see if he can handle the, the position, and if not. You may have a little bit of a problem on your hands. But. That that's surprising. I, I thought they would want to keep that rocket in left field, Dwight Smith. That arm. <laughs> oh my God. Now I know I there just, was some impressive pitching down in the minors too. Like Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall. Anyone you're excited to see come up, you know, that you're sitting here going, Hurry the hell up. Get up here. Yeah, I mean you you mentioned him, Grace Rodriguez, DL Hall. I'm trying to think. Some of those double A pitchers really intrigued me. Yeah. Um there was a couple there's one um uh, no hitter. Right or was it yes. two two of them? What am I? Uh, yeah, Michael Bauman had one. Um, 
some other guys in that rotation, Alex Wells, Dean Kramer, we got in the Machado trade last year. So yeah. there's some really some some names to keep an eye on in AAA next year. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. And, and again, you know, Mount Castle, everyone was talking about him all this year, thinking he'd be up. But when your article came out, I thought that was kind of cool. And I mentioned to other people, I said, take a read of this. After you read it, <laughs> calm down, then, then then you'll see what's going on. Speaking of pitching, Hunter Harvey, he's fun to watch. You know, he's got the mullet, throwing 100, just uh, strikes people out, walks back. Like, you know, it's just my job. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to continue to pitch him from the bullpen. I'm hearing half and half. Actually, a lot of people think they're going to try to get him back uh, being a starter, which, in right. my opinion, I, you know, with his injuries, you know, you want someone in the bullpen who's going to continue to throw 100. He needs to be a reliever. I mean, that should be the right. end of the story. Yeah. He throws 100 in short spurts. He's got injury history. Right. He's never thrown more than 80 innings in a season. I mean, this right. dude's a reliever. That, yeah, that's why I'm surprised. Even like on, on uh, sports radio, I'll hear some of the hosts be like, uh, yeah, they're probably going to get him as a starter. And I'm just sitting in my car like, why? Why would you do that? But, I mean, Jim Johnson started as a starter. Zach Britton was a starter. But right. when they moved to the bullpen, they showcased that one or two pitches that makes them elite at that yeah. position. Of course, so. yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. And uh, Austin Hayes, he's been <laughs> – I love oh, his energy. God. Making the plays, pumping his chest. How fun is he to watch? I, I'm having a blast. And, I mean, he's going to be our center fielder next year, right? Yeah, I mean, just imagine what Austin Hayes would be like in a packed stadium. I mean, when he made that, <laughs> that home run – Home run saving catch. There was literally nobody in the stands I that know. he actively supported. Puff is, you know, winning <laughs> yeah. out of the World Series. Oh, like, he's a lot of fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. Who do you have winning this year, by the way? World Series 2019. Oh, man. I, I want to say the Dodgers because they can't be like the new Buffalo Bills where they go to three straight <laughs> and lose three straight. Right, right. So yeah. I'm going to stick with the Dodgers. I'm going to say they finally get it done. You think they'll get it done? Now, who, the, who do you think they'll be facing? The Yankees or the Astros? Or. Or the yeah, Rays those, those, will be the Rays and the Dodgers. Those, those, nah, I think it's going to be the Astros with that with that one two three punch in the rotation. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and you know what? Uh, I was <laughs> my wife and I went out to eat last night. Uh, you know, once a week we try we got to get the hell out of the house. But they had uh, a bunch of screen TVs where we went. And Tampa Bay, believe it or not, they didn't even have the Orioles up. But whatever. Anyway, uh, I believe it. You know what? <laughs> it's been like that everywhere in the past few months. But uh, uh-huh. Tampa, my wife was like, "How are they doing?" I said. They're they're basically in the playoffs, and they're fifty yeah. percent filled, fifty yeah. percent filled. But I always tell people, I'm look, if Tampa Bay and Oakland have a team, we're fine. Relax, we're exactly. gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Before we get to the random questions, and this is another question I always ask everybody I have on: Are you relieved to hear there could eventually be radar to call strikes? Huh. Um, I am not old school at all. Yeah, me too. When it comes to baseball, um. But I'm not even really so in favor of that. I kind of do like the human element of it. Mm. I love ejections when a manager manager comes out arguing full <laughs> strike. Really um, interesting. I I, yeah. I am so for getting rid of umpires calling strikes and balls because they're so bad at it. They're um, awful. They're it's terrible. Egregious. Right. And just fuck I'm not it. married to the idea, but you know I do lean more towards uh, the human umpire. That's but. interesting. Okay. So if they get radar, you won't be upset, and if they never get radar, you'll be just fine. Okay, I got you. Yeah, exactly. All right, I like it. All right, um, fucking again, I'm so terrible at names. I almost called you the wrong name, Matt. Uh, we're gonna do random yes. questions right now, and again, some of these questions I ask you, 
If uh, if you don't know or you can't think off the top of your uh-huh. head, just say pass. We'll come back to it. Okay. You're not timed or anything. All right. Some of these okay. have to do with sports. Some of them don't. Okay. Like the first one. Uh, if you could know the absolute truth to one question in life about anything at all, what question would you ask? Anything in life. Um, I'm going to make this sports related just, just for the theme of the show. All right. Was Nate McLeod's home run fair or foul? <laughs> that's that's funny you say that because my last guest said the same thing. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, oh, that, can that's I too. Then? Uh, go for it. What what would be your second question? Because if he asked it before you did, we'd already know. So what, what would you ask now? Um, <laughs> that's too hmm. funny. You just okay? Said I got that. I got a, I got a pretty good one. Uh-huh. Um, did the stadium authority or, or whoever? Delay that one game so Cal could finish out a streak. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That's interesting. Right. I haven't heard that one. But, yeah, that Nate McLeod, and it's so funny. Yeah. And, I, again, people are tuned in. They're like, oh, we've heard you talking about this. I don't care. But I remember when they held the ball up to the camera and there was that, like, yellow mark <laughs> on the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, exactly. was, oh, so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. That's funny you said that. All right, which bothers you the most during a baseball game? The Wave – Seeing grown men wearing a baseball glove during the entire game or fans wearing a team's jersey that's not even playing? Huh. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the jersey one. Yeah. But I'll say when Yankees fans wear the names of the player on the back of their jersey <laughs> when that yeah. doesn't even exist. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get that either. I know. <laughs> I hear you. It's always like uh, people in the front row of the Yankees. Stadium, too. It's like, yeah, and they're always, like, yeah. the, the most obnoxious ones, too. <laughs> right. You know, mine was between that and um, the wave. I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting, like, I got that old, bitter attitude. Like, ah, the wave. Shut up. I'm trying to watch the game. I, I don't know what's happened. I can take the wave in small doses, but if it goes on for like a full inning, then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to Well, so people anymore. like when this year, when there's like a thousand people in the stands and there's always a yeah. few drunk people trying to start it, you're like, <laughs> All right, after 20 minutes, it's not working, but, yeah, that's funny. All right, uh, here we go. What makes you say, what the hell was I thinking when you look back on your life? Well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> when I attended 10 Baltimore Orioles games this season. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that. That's Big a, waste of money. Each game, right. That drive home, you're like, oh, well, there goes that money. Yeah, well, luckily gone. I live, like, super close, but but no, nah, I hear you. Yeah, that's fun. Now, are you a uh, type of person, too, where, it, you know, let's say it's the second game of the playoffs. It's not even, like, game seven or anything. Would you be willing to spend, like, 150 to 200 on a ticket? Or would you uh, kind of be like, uh, yeah, for a playoff game? 100, 100%. I'm there. 100%. All right, what about 500 a ticket? Is that where you draw the line? Uh, Yeah, once it gets above 250, I'm going to – Look at my bank account and then uh, <laughs> rethink that real fast. Because I have friends that went to the Yankee uh, playoffs in 2012 when we played them, huh. and I think they yeah. spent like 900 a ticket. It was like a grand. Oh it was like a grand. Yeah, I'm like, where were they sitting? Uh, they were down. They were probably about 15 rows back. 20, or um, okay. yeah, 15 rows back. Well, no, from upper deck, I think. <laughs> oh my goodness! I went in. Uh, I was Something there in 2013. Like yeah, for the for the ALCS. Yeah. And luckily, I knew somebody with season tickets, and we got a little bit of a discount. But yeah, it was uh, it wasn't cheap. No, no, it never is, never is. All right, you're on death row. What's your last meal? 
Uh, I'm 50% Italian, so I got to say uh, my mom's home-cooked lasagna. Nice. Well, that sounds good. That's the bomb. It it's sounds, the bomb. Yeah. What's the last thing that made you say, damn, that was fucked up? Uh, man. I'm trying <laughs> to think here. <laughs> God, I don't want to give another world's answer, so I'm trying to think something else. Ah, look, it, look. Look, I always expect that. It's a sports podcast. We're talking to the Orioles. We got Orioles on the mind. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, yeah. All right. Um since we since we touched on it early in the show, I would say uh when Chris Davis went to attack Brandon Hyde the manager. That's a good question. Now if I if you asked me that right now and I was thinking back, I think that would probably be my answer too. Because I remember I think I, mean, I, I literally said outside out, out loud, man, that was fucked up and my wife was like, Why? What's wrong? Chris just uh attacked Brandon Hyde. You know the the DL or I guess the IL. Now they could put Brandon Hyde on the IL if he got beat up. <laughs> I guess so. I guess if he got well, that was one of the questions here I have for you. Who would win in a fight, Chris Davis or Brandon Hyde? I don't know if you've seen the meat hooks on Brandon Hyde. Dude, he's a big dude. Those dude that those forearms. I think they're as big as Chris Davis. And uh, I mean, he's, he's a gritty guy. You know, he just came from the Chicago Cubs, so. Although it was, I'm actually going to give the edge to, to Brandon. Yeah. No, I, although it was funny, if you rewatch when Chris came to him, Brandon Hyde kind of did scoot. <laughs> he kind of scooted a little quick down those steps. I'm sure you know what I'm yeah. talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if yeah. Chris got his hands around Brandon, you know, that that, that that's when you just you, your body just checks into rage. I would have been a little more concerned if he actually, like, squared up, like, <laughs> actually tried to. Fight him back. Wouldn't that be crazy if people started uh, holding Brandon Hyde back, too? And it's like, <laughs> what the hell is going on what around here? On? Holy yeah. hell, that's funny. All right, yes or no on whether these people are athletes. All right, you ready? Uh, oh, boy. Horse jockeys. No. Bobsledding team. Yes. Curling. No. Bowlers. No. Pro golfer. Yes. And NASCAR drivers. No. All right, I'm right there with you. I and I, I get I get a lot of hate email <laughs> every time I say they're not. I'm just curious. Why I would mean, you? Why do you think bobsledding team? Why do you think they're athletes? Well, like, I mean, they got to run a little bit, right? <laughs> and they got to cut those corners. There you go. Right. Maybe the bare minimum of an athlete, but still an athlete. <laughs> still an athlete. And then you had a uh, pro golfer as an athlete. You. That was interesting. They got to walk the course. I mean, you know, long walk. You got a low bar for athletes. I like it. (laughs) All right, uh, last question. If you could only watch one movie the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, All right. I'm a really big Notre Dame fan. Uh Uh-oh, I know where you're going with this. We we get a lot of heat, but I do love me some Rudy. (laughs) There's only five movies probably in my life that have made me cry, like tears running down my face, and I think that's one of them. And yep. if you don't cry, you don't have a soul. Um, oh, here's one uh, other quote. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say I've seen it a million times, so yeah. for the rest of my life, that would be fine. Yeah, I think mine's Teen Wolf or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, good answers as well. Um, I, I wanted to ask you something else, and I, I bring this up on the show. Anytime I come across a good show or a good movie or something on Netflix, I mention it. Anything yep. that you're watching or you've come across or you want to throw out there that it's worth a watch? I'm a big fan of Shameless. I don't know if you've ever seen that. You know, I've probably watched two episodes, but it's been on okay. since like the 80s. It's like, it, that show's yeah. been on forever. It's crazy. Yes, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Well, William H Macy is phenomenal in it. Oh, it's fantastic. Like yeah. So Shameless. Any other shows that you've watched lately that you recommend, or any movie that you've seen lately? Uh, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I saw um, that. Wasn't that a great movie? I'm a big Tarantino guy, so uh, yeah, that was that was up there. I never watch movies twice in the theater, and I'm and I almost went back and watched it. I didn't, but yeah, that that was a great was, one. I think that was his best one in in years. I so. agree, one hundred percent, Matt. If people want to get in touch with you, follow you on Twitter. How do they find you? You can follow me, and please follow me on Twitter um, at m pine m as in Matthew pine underscore. And uh, you can find my work at Utah Street Report or MLB Down the Line. Excellent. Well, Matt, hopefully I can have you back on when the Orioles are doing well and we can just rant and rave about how they swept the Yankees and all that shit. But <laughs> until then, it's just going right, to be. I'll see you in a few years. Well, yeah, right, exactly right. In 2025, I'll have you back on. Well, Matt, I really appreciate <laughs> right, you coming on, man. I'm sure we'll talk again. You take care of yourself. Have a good weekend, Matt. All right. You too. Thank all you. Right, take care, buddy. I'll talk to you. All right. See you. All right.